What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another through line. Ooh, I got my mushroom mug. I love this mug so much. I bought this, like, in a used place. I don't know where I bought it. But we use this when we shot these diner shorts. If, you, if you're watching this on YouTube or you follow me, maybe you've seen, uh, maybe you've seen some of the shorts I did with Rovi, Rovi Scovell, Rory Scovell, and Al Madrigal, as my mother likes to say. I really love that Al Madrigal. I go, Ma, it's Madrigal. No, I think it's Madrigal. I'm like, oh, okay, because I know him. You know what I mean? And uh, we've worked together, and I've had to introduce him, and it's Madrigal. Well, I think it's Madrigal. I'm like, Ma, what do you think you like? That's like a Spanish accent, Madrigal. Or you think that? Have you lost it? I think you probably lost it. Um, anyway, we use that mug in the in the shorts. And I was just cleaning recently, organizing, cleaning. Is this just something you're just going to do the rest of your life? It's just something you're going to do the rest of your life. (sighs) Let me think about what the date is. I'm recording this right now on my daughter's birthday. She's four years old today, and she's very excited. She could not sleep. And I mean, like, she had a tough time going to bed. And then at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning, just came into our room, like, I want to go see my present. Because we, like, gave her a present yesterday. So, like, a Lego thing that we started building. I want to go build my present. We're like, go to bed. Are you out of your... And her breath is horrible. If you got young kids... I mean, horrible. If you don't have kids, but you have a pet, think about how bad their breath is in the morning. Now think of a kid. It's disgusting. You don't think of like women having bad breath and stuff like that. Girls, you're just like, oh yeah, they're just perfect. No, this chick is nasty. She rips farts bigger than anybody and her breath stinks bigger than anybody. Um, so we that was yesterday. Today's the 10th. This will come out on the 19th. So hey, September 19th. What up? And what up, everybody? Um... Yeah. Anyway, um, I was in Sunnyvale. I didn't have a lot to talk about. Uh, the last episode was with my boy Noah G. So some stuff that I would have talked about then, I'm going to talk about with you guys. I was in Sunnyvale, California. First of all, huge thank you to everyone who came out in Sunnyvale. Um, and to everyone who was new in Sunnyvale, you are weird people. You're just weird people. You know, this is the thing. On social media now, every comedian posts a picture at a club. A great weekend. And blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I had a really good weekend there. Really good weekend. Was it great? No. You know why? Because Sunnyvale is a weird place with weird people. That's a fact. Okay? It's a lot of weird people. And it's a weird goddamn place. You had to like leave Sunnyvale to find like anything normal. Which is what I did. Um, and it was fun. Here's the deal. I was supposed to do a Sunday show. They had it booked. They're like, yeah, you know, like we booked it with a Sunday show. And then when I went to Naples, Florida, which couldn't be further away from my world, it's like almost 3,000 miles, there was a Sunday show. And I had to be there on Wednesday. So it was, I was left Wednesday, got home on a Monday, and that was almost a week. And I'm like, what am I doing with my life? 
I get it that it's my job. I'm not complaining here, guys. Like, oh, that's your job. That's what you're supposed to do. I'm not complaining about that. All I'm saying is I don't want to be away that long. And I certainly don't want to be away on Sundays. It just makes no sense. You don't need a Sunday show at clubs. You want to have a Sunday show? Find a different way. Don't bring a headliner in from out of town and then be like, oh, yeah, and you do the Sunday show. Find a new way. Cultivate an audience, you know, because there's two kinds of ways that you, you have stand-up clubs. People are either going because they're a huge fan of the stand-up or they're going because they trust the club and the community that they're going to always provide a great show. Like Largo in Los Angeles. Largo is sold out almost every single show because their fan base is so trusting and engaged. Like, oh yeah, it's going to be an awesome show. Like, we don't need to, we don't even need to know who they are. We know it's going to be a great show. So, anyway, that's what it should be. Uh, unless you're super famous and like you're crushing and you're making... T- Listen, if I was making a ton of money, I'd be like, yeah, all right, I can, I can handle being there on a Sunday. But I was like, nah. So when I was in Naples and I was there on that Sunday and I'm sitting there being like, all right, so I can't leave till Monday now. That's when I, uh, that's when I call my agent and say, I can't do that Sunday out in Sunnyvale because I'm going to need to get home. I, it's too long for me to stay. Uh, Sunday should be home with the fam doing stuff, which is what we did. We bounced around. I hope you guys have had, uh, I hope you're enjoying your weekends. Here's the thing. Are you enjoying the non-weekends? That's the key. We'll talk about it in a second. JLarsonComedy.com. JLarsonComedy on all social media. Huge kudos to all you guys that follow me and share. And a lot of you guys watch on YouTube and comment on YouTube, which is awesome. And if you're listening on iTunes, please rate, review, subscribe, share with friends. If you are giving me negative reviews, which I can't imagine you're still listening, you'd be surprised, actually. People want to hate. It's just a thing. They want to hate. You want to. Why like when you can hate? That should be a bumper sticker. I'm not going to TM that thing, so why don't you go do it? Um, That's what people want to do. Literally, somebody... It's like, why are you watching a video of mine? Like, I had a video up on on Instagram, and somebody just wrote, hacky. And I was like, well, what do you mean? What what about this bit is hacky? No one's ever done a bit on perfect change. Who have you ever seen doing a bit on perfect change? Do you know anyone? I can't imagine you do. So how is that hacky? Hacky means you're copying, you're doing something that everyone's done. It's simple. Perfect change, bro. I'm doing math. <laughs> God, I love having perfect change. Don't you love that mug, though? I love a mug that looks like, oh, is Jay from Berkeley, California and lives up in, in the woods and maybe he's an arborist? I don't know. My daughter's allergic to mushrooms. She's like, those are disgusting. That mug is disgusting. Um, so it's her birthday. We're going to do that this weekend. We got that going on, which is going to be a lot of fun. Um, gosh, there was like three other things I said in there. Oh, yeah. So something else I want to talk about in Sunnyvale. Uh, got some buddies up there that, um, you know what, before I do that, let's just do these dates real quick. Oh, you're like, I wanted to hear a story, Jay. I wanted you to tell me a little story because I'm a story liker. I'm a storyteller. I like them too, but I want to just double check with you guys. Um, so what I want to do here, what I want to do here, uh, 
Um, still dates to come in November. October, I'm pretty chill. Okay, I'm going to be at the rec room tomorrow night. This is thir- this comes out on the 19th. So tomorrow night, I'm at the rec room in Huntington Beach, and we're going to be having a blast. That's such a great room. If you're down in the that area, South Bay, Los Angeles, make a trip. It's such a great room. It's super fun. They also have one of those like. Uh, indoor like um glow parks with his like miniature golf and i don't know bowling and all that kind of stuff october i'm chill dog i'm chill i'll be in la so if you're in la that's where you're gonna see me 7th through the 9th i'm in hartford connecticut at the funny bone 14th through 16th i'm in boston at laugh boston that's gonna be a blast then in december the 12th through the 14th i'll be at vermont comedy club in burlington and then new year's eve portland uh i mean why am i living in los angeles when these are like where i'm performing do you know what i mean i I think i'm should maybe i should just pick up on that i don't know maybe that's something you should do um so I was out in Sunnyvale and we got these two good buddies that were fans of the Crab Feast and they come out and they always have their their best buds. They coach football together and one of them's got cancer, the big C. And this was always the beauty of what I loved about the Crab Feast and anyone out there who is here and never heard of the Crab Feast one, who are you? And no, I'm not going to transfer my student loans into your your portfolio. Um, was that we would make fun of stuff that was painful and hurt and like things that people were dealing with. And we'd make fun of it to people that came on and they tell stories. And even in Sunnyvale, I did a j- jokes one night and like I was crushing for like 32 minutes and then made a joke that was like making fun of something that people have probably suffered through which i get and i was like hey guys sometimes we make fun of things that are dark and sad because it's healing to make fun of them so that you can feel better and move on and that's what we used to do a lot with the crab feast and these two guys uh brandon who has cancer you know like they came to our show i think the first time we met was we did sketch fest in san francisco i think it was like 2015 or 16 somewhere in there and they, we talked afterwards and we just all ended up hanging out, the four of us, and making fun of Brandon and his cancer for a while. Like he was stage four. It's not like he had fucking finger cancer, okay? He had like big deal cancer. And like, and his boy, he always take, helps him out. And like, you know, like they were just tight. Like there's nothing that like, I love seeing bros not be bros. Do you know what I mean? Like I love being... um I love just being surprised by people. Like a guy hit me up, you know, when I, I always go on Instagram and say, hey, what do you want me to talk about? And he he had asked me about trophies for everybody. And he said, I was a Marine and an athlete and I think everyone should get a trophy. And I was like, that's not what you would expect. You know, that's like not the thing that you would pick. Today at the grocery store, I see this dude all tatted up down, down his arms. He's got like this hat down low, f- straight brim. And I just look at them and I've obviously, without controlling it, without making a judgment, my brain just makes a judgment. I make a judgment of who that guy is. And then he reaches around, picks up his daughter, flips her around, he's giving her a kiss. I'm like, look at this guy. I, I mean, I don't, that guy could be an asshole. Anyone could be an asshole. But like, I love being shocked. So 
when I see these two guys that are football coach buddies and they're like looking out for each other, they're talking openly about the fact that this guy has stage four cancer and, you know, who knows, you know, because who knows? Stage four is, uh, I don't know how many stages they go up to, but I don't think they go to many more than that. Are there more? Imagine if it goes up to like stage 20. They're like, stage four is a fucking joke, bro. <laughs> it's not. It's pretty serious. Um, So that was the first time we met him. We all hung out and had a great time. And then <sighs> I think they, we, they came out to a other show we did. Yeah, they did. They came out to a show we did in either San Francisco or Sacramento. And then they came and saw us in Petaluma. We did the Petaluma Comedy Festival. And we all hung out. Well... These jackasses came to see me in Sunnyvale, which I totally, it doesn't ever, nothing registers to me. A date comes to me, I get it in the books, it's planned, I'm going to go do it, and that's it. I don't think, I'm like, oh yeah, I didn't even think about them. And here's the best part, the feature who was working with me, David, Brandon had a Touch and Pitches hat on, which was a hat from the Crab Feast, and... uh and he was like, touching pitches, like made fun of it. Like, what's that? And I want to be like, bro, you have no idea what you're even doing here, bro. You understand that's uh, that's royalty, that hat? And when I know there's Crab Feast fans, sometimes I just don't want to look at them because I'm like, I feel like they're already going through enough pressure because they know, I know they're there. They know they're there. They got the hat on. So I never even looked over at them. And then it was afterwards, I was like, holy shit, it's you? What the... F-? Like, I was so mad. I'm like, that's even more reason why you need to look at everybody because it could have just been a, such a great moment and I, it would have made my fun, made my fun, made my show that much more fun knowing that there are people that are there that you connect with. Uh, anyway, we all hung out afterwards. He's still battling this cancer, stage four. And I'm just like, listen, bro, maybe they need to downgrade this thing. You know what I mean? Maybe they need to downgrade this to like a deuce or a trace. No one says trace, but deuce is always said. Um, I mean, listen, stage four and you're still around after five years? Come on. I'm just kidding. It was just moments like that that you like, uh, this is what, this doesn't mean everyone out there with cancer hit me up and tell me your story. (laughs) oh i'm just kidding you know what else i've been realizing is sometimes it's okay to be mean you can just be mean i like to be mean sometimes i just find it humorous you know i find humor in mean things and like i have some jokes that are mean and people like turn it's like do you really think i'm that mean or are you unable to see like i just feel like a lot of us are this was the this is the impression i got from sunnyvale they're skirting around the truth, which is what I have a problem with. Let's not skirt around it. What does it matter? What what does it matter? Like, they might hear me talking about this and be like, how can you ever talk about someone with cancer like that? He knows he's got it. Hey, old people, they know they're old. You know what I mean? They know they're old. That's out of their control. When you're looking at things that are out of people's control, then it shouldn't... Someone who's overweight, they have control over that. So that's something that they're dealing with. That's why you kind of stay away from it because you're like, all right, well, you know, that guy's dealing with something. Uh, balding's a tough call because, I mean, I know I'm probably going to go bald and it's going to suck. And uh, what can you do? You know what I mean? I'm never going to be a guy. I don't see myself getting plugs. I don't see myself getting plastic surgery. I just see myself being like, all right, whatever. This is who I am. That's why it would be nice to get more successful before all that stuff happens. So then I can be like, well, what do I care? You know what I mean? I'm successful. 
I think that's a big thing for everybody is like, how is successful, you know, how can you be successful? And, you know, I don't know. I remember someone had asked me like how I stay organized. And I talked about these, these pads of paper my mom had got me. I think I mentioned this two weeks ago, but uh, when I was cleaning, I found one. There it is right there. Oh my God. How funny is this? Anyway, that's a week in the life of Jay Larson. On the back, look at this. BYU plus one and a half at UNLV. Penn State getting five at home. NC State plus 11 and a half. That's a degenerate, people. That means I'm a degenerate, okay? Like, I always used to think, like, my friend, uh, I used to live with these guys, and I didn't smoke yet. I didn't start smoking until I was like 25 or 26 and I smoked cigarettes for like five years. And I remember like I lived with them and I didn't smoke then, right? I know I didn't smoke then. And then like years later, we were all hanging out and uh, I was bumped. Then I did smoke. He always smoked camels, my buddy Andy, and I smoked parliaments and uh, parliament lights p-funks baby and i said to him like oh hey can i bump a smoke and he said something that came up and he's like yeah you used to always bump smokes for me when we lived together and i was like what and I, i i swear i never did i swear but i'm like what if this whole time i've been smoking what if i started smoking at 18 and i don't even know what if i was smoking at 14 in high school and i don't even know and you guys are like guys jay that's ridiculous is it though look at that I didn't have a big gambling problem when I was living out here in LA. That, I used to gamble when I was in college. But all of a sudden, I'm getting lines down. Maybe I was. Maybe I've always been gambling. Maybe I just block it out and I don't even know. Maybe I've killed some people. You know? Just you never know. You never know. That's the beauty of this. The beauty and what's scary about the brain is that you could, the things could be happening and you just have no idea. Do you ever think about that? So much weird stuff, especially with like 23andMe in the world. Let me tell you something. If there's anything you think you'd never see in your life, you're going to see it. You are going to see it. Ask yourself whether you believe in aliens or not. Well, I guess you have to in this case. Do you think we'll see aliens at some point in our lifetime? Because everything else, if you think about the things that we put, we think matter, you know what I mean? The things that we think are a big deal in the world. The little things that stress you out every day. If aliens showed up tomorrow, none of that would matter. Nobody would even... It would be like, we're talking about one goddamn thing. And it's these aliens. You wouldn't be going to school. You wouldn't be going to work. Everyone would be like, are they taking us over or what? You know what I mean? Are they taking us over? Are we all down do they know the answer? Because something that we kept talking when I was hanging out with uh, those guys up in Sunnyvale, Brandon, his wife, and we were all talking about, we were talking about global warming. We were talking about uh, the homeless situation in the world. We were talking about mass shootings. Like, I, this is a joke that I came up with. Uh, DM me on this one because it's like brand new. We have, a, in my family, there's, tons of birthdays in March and I think it'd be a funny joke I'm like 
yeah, he goes, we have so many birthdays in March in my family. They're like mass shootings. One happens. And before you can even like acknowledge it, you're on to another one, you know? Um, but like all these crazy things that are happening, our world is crazy right now. You might, I don't know where you live, but like where I live, I'm in a city. I know that like people come to Los Angeles, like it doesn't feel like a city because it doesn't unless you're in downtown, which is just a tiny portion of Los Angeles. I live out by the beach, two and a half miles from the beach. It's still Los Angeles. So it feels like it just feels like a normal community, you know, like a suburb, but literally within less than a half mile from my house or about a mile, about a mile from my house, there's a homeless camp. Now there's a homeless camp at our post office where they're doing heroin they're just doing heroin in the parking lot. And we're like, I've lived here for 10 years. I've lived in LA for almost 20. You never saw this. You never saw heroin ever. San Francisco, that piece of shit city. Yeah, you will there. I was telling those guys, I did a show in San Francisco once, right? For Clusterfest. Comedy Central put on this festival called Clusterfest. This was two or three years ago. 2017. God, you don't love that mug? Check this out. Is there anything bougier than this? Oh, hi, I got my French press, and I'm going to pour my coffee in. It is, but there's something I love about it. Uh, there's something about not needing to be at a coffee shop, even though I love, love going to coffee shops. I get my own coffee. Um, so I'm doing this festival, right? And I'm at the hotel, and I go... Uh, Hey, can I walk? T- I'm going to Clusterfest. You know, the, they had like, you know, this is where you checked in was in the lobby and stuff. And you got your badge and your bags. And I was like, oh, I got to get over there. I have a show in like two hours or something like that. But I wanted to head over early. And uh, I was like, uh, I was going to go meet Rory Scovell. And they were like, who's Rory Scovell? I'm like, ah, I, he's an obscure comedian. And uh, they were like, uh, Okay, you can walk there, but you just got to be careful. I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, well, it gets a little shady. I'm like, well, I'm going to go now, like during the day. And they're like, yeah, I know. It just gets a little... I'm like, okay, whatever. So I'm walking, and then I get to the area that they were talking about, and I see someone like with pills, like a bag of pills, doing pills. And literally, I was like, "Mm, (laughs) this must be what they were talking about. And as I'm walking, it's like a whole street. Like it wasn't like a skid row, you know, like skid row in downtown LA. I think there's like, I think there's like 5,000 people that live at skid row in downtown. And I think, God, it scares me to say that the number of children I think is like over 800 because I hope that's not right, but it might be around 300. Think about that. God, that's so scary. Um, so it wasn't like a Skid Row situation where it was like 10 city and like a whole community. It's just this like part of town where all these people are and they're all doing drugs. And I so I see this dude doing pills. I'm like, Jesus. And then I get like five people past them and a dude straight up shooting heroin, like just straight, like clear as day, sitting up against the wall, shooting heroin. And I was like, what the, f- that's crazy. And then I keep going, I get through the patch and then there's this big like, city building that's like cut in you know it's got like a an area in front of it not an esplanade but like an area and there's a homeless guy shitting against the wall i watched it and it wasn't just like letting out a shit it was like projectile like heroin shit you know like from what i've heard you take crazy shits when you're on h what's up 
It's too bad heroin's not cool because it's cool to say H. Yeah, these guys are on H, man. You want to sound cool around your friends, especially when you're middle-aged like me. You're just like, nah, man, all these kids are on H these days. And everyone's like, they take a beat in their head. And you know what they say? They go, H, what's H? And like, oh, it must be heroin. And then they go, wow, he's pretty cool. And then they get right back into the conversation. That's exactly what happens in their head when you say H. And then you know what they say? They say, they'll say something like, well, you know, I just never knew heroin was such a big problem, but then I've heard all these kids are just doing the H. You know what I mean? They're not as cool yet. They're saying the H, which isn't as cool as just saying H. You get it. So I see this guy shitting against the wall. And I'm like, just, I, I was blown away. I've been going to San Francisco for a long time and never had I seen this. And people are like, oh, it's been there for a while. And I was like, all right. So I get to my show and I go, uh, thinking I'm going to shock everybody. I go, you guys aren't going to believe what I saw on the way here. And someone goes, you saw someone doing heroin. And I go, yeah. And someone else, someone else goes, you saw someone taking a shit. And that one, I was like, you know, pills, heroin. Yeah. All right. But th- they've seen it. I was just, I was like, wow, I just can't believe like that we were just like letting that be normal. Anyway, I don't know where or how I got here. I mean, I know what, how I got here, but like those were some of the things we were talking about, I guess. Was that what I was talking about? But just the fact that now there's people in my neighborhood that are doing heroin. By the way, if you want to hear a good heroin joke, you got to look up Kumel Nanjiani has an amazing heroin joke where he says heroin. He says it like 10 times, but he has that such, that accent is so amazing. And his subtlety of how he says it goes, and heroin, (laughs) that's not even close to, I have, God, I hate that I can't do accents. I'm not going to like go try because there's ones that I think, you know what I think is hacky guy who commented on my YouTube thing. What's hacky is like a Scottish accent. Or an Irish accent. Hacky. Whatever. But like Kumel, who I believe is, I believe Kumel's Pakistani. Hadawan. It's Hadawan. I can't do it. And if he heard it, he would probably be very upset. Nah, he wouldn't. Whatever. He's famous. Go look it up, though. It's It's super funny. It's just crazy to me that it's such an issue and like we have all these things going on in our world. That's why I feel like if aliens ever came here, we'd just be like, hey, do you have a solution to the world? Or is there a way we're supposed to be doing it? I started following this guy on Instagram. And some of his stuff is wormhole shit. And he's pretty extreme. But other stuff I was like, oh, yeah. Like talking about homeschooling. He's like, yeah, every kid should be homeschooled. You know, you put them in, they go into this culture of like, in schools, they're not, they're not teaching. And because I said this before, you know, my son was having a tough time with kindergarten. And his whole thing was like, yeah, they don't teach kids compassion and love and understanding in, in school. You get there and they expect from day one that you're going to figure it out. And they're just like, hey, whatever, man, figure it out. You're here to learn. And it's like, you're. it's like he. what he's saying is it's forced learning and You know, I used to always say as a kid, I think I've said this on the podcast, that Native Americans, they just lived life to live life. But capitalism has like made us be, and I'm not going off that I don't agree with capitalism. I I enjoy the idea of like, I'm an entrepreneur. I've started, I mean, entrepreneur just sounds like a rich guy. Oh, he's an entrepreneur. You could be poor and broke as an entrepreneur, which is what I am, broke. 
Um, but I still create my own stuff. Like that's what an entrepreneur does. I've created my own businesses. Uh, they're not fledgling, but they're also not the opposite of the word fledgling because I don't know if fledgling, I honestly, at this exact moment that I'm saying this, I don't know if fledgling means like failing or like really succeeding. And this is what I mean by people need to be more truthful. Is it a big deal that I don't know what fledgling means? No, it doesn't. Are people not going to hire me because I don't know what fledgling means? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Should they not? No. Do I still think I'm a bright guy? Yeah. Do I look way more bright with these glasses on? Yes. Watch this. Dummy. Jesus, that guy could run my business. See what I mean? I just don't, you know, I think sometimes the world is supposed to be this place where you get up in the morning and you eat a meal with your family and then you do some learning, okay? You do some learning. It doesn't have to be through a textbook. It can be through something else. I have a friend whose kids are homeschooled and you know how they learn Spanish? A woman comes to the house to teach them Spanish, but it's only through gardening. So they learn gardening, okay, in Spanish. <laughs> so they've learned the language of Spanish while learning how to garden. That's that's what I feel like is supposed to be important, you know? Like, we put all this emphasis on money, jobs, uh, how many friends you got. Like, especially with kids at, at my son's age, it's like, friends, are you going to fit in? Do you fit in? Bullying has become such a big issue. My wa- Excuse me. My wife was showing me this post the other day that in Tennessee, I think, there was, at school, it was like, wear your team's colors to school day. So it's wear your t- team's colors to school day. And everyone like wore shirts in for their favorite teams. And this kid wore an orange shirt. And then with paper, he cut out out of paper TU, Tennessee University, and then taped them onto his shirt because he couldn't afford or didn't have the money to go buy a shirt. Right? So he got made fun of for not having money to, to make this college shirt to support, to be a part of something. And it's like, you, yeah, it's hard as a kid to to step away from the group of friends and be like, oh, look at my boy, uh, or like bring him into your group. It's hard if he's not already in your group. It's not hard if like you're all broke and you all did it, but they all made fun of him and they, they bullied the kid. And so what did Tennessee University do? University of Tennessee, they took that shirt and then they made it into a shirt and now it's like their new school shirt. Which is awesome, right? But why does it have to come to that? Because last night, the Oakland Raiders are NFL football team, if you don't follow football, and they have this kid, Josh Jacobs, who's a, who's a rookie running back, which is a high-profile position, and he's a stud, okay? He's a beast. And if you know anything about football, guys are dying because their brains are getting smashed. And this dude finishes a play, and he just looks at the sideline like this, like, keep me going keep me going. So they started talking about his story. This kid was so poor growing up that they were homeless. Yeah, he was there was four kids and the dad and they would be homeless and they would they would sometimes sleep in cars, they would get motels, whatever it was that they could get. So much so that when this kid went full ride to University of Alabama, he slept on the floor 
in his dorm room because he was used to sleeping on the floor. It didn't feel comfortable sleeping in the bed. And you're sitting there. So I'm, I'm telling my wife that story. She's telling me the UT story. And what I'm putting together is these kids are making fun of this dude in elementary school for not having enough money to wear a shirt. And yet they're probably out there following this dude, Josh Jacobs, as a stud who would have been that kid. Do you get what I mean? It's just like so stupid. There's so much dumb, uncontrollable things in our world that I feel like uh, obviously social media and the internet have heightened everything so you can see it more, you know more, or at least you're more aware of it. It's maybe always been there. Like bullying has probably always been there. And we're like, it's how we we became people. That's how we did what we do, you know? No. Yeah, of course. For us, yeah. But now, with social media and with the internet, kids who are getting bullied, now they're seeing, it's just like, you. social media lends to so much depression. People are constantly looking at people, like, glorify their life. You can easily put something out there. And when you see something on social media, you're just assuming everyone's seen it. If you've seen it, you think everyone's seen it. Whereas back in the day, that kid could have wore that shirt, got bullied, and then just, like, got made fun of. And whatever, been like, eh, whatever, you know, like, yeah, sure, that probably sucks and feels terrible, especially when he thought he was making an effort and probably, I'm going to guess his parents were supporting him in that, being like, yeah, you know what, make your own shirt, be creative, be something, and then he gets taunted for it. Oh, man. Again, I have kids, so these things, like, pop out at me, and just like, again, just seeing how sad my son was in having to go to school and then having to worry about meeting friends and then having kids make fun of him for crying and like having to deal with that it crushed me it hurts so bad to think like oh why can't you make enough money that uh, he doesn't have to go to an after school program or why can't you have a lifestyle where you could teach him at home because ultimately that's what I would want to do and you might think I'm crazy I'm not I think it would be rad if instead of me today having to like get up, set up and do these podcasts, take some phone calls, do some work. If I was like, hey, um, you're going to play for 30 minutes building and then we're going to do a couple exercises. Then we got to go to the grocery store. But everything we go to the grocery store, we're going to talk about in Spanish. You're going to help the whole time. Then we're going to come home and we're going to do more work. Uh, But it's going to be fun work. Then we're going to go for a hike. And on that, you know what I mean? Like. Ugh. Everyone I've ever talked to who homeschooled, their kids are like two years ahead of everyone else. Because if you think about it, schools are just like this funded thing, right? Aren't they just like, uh, whether it's private, they're just, it's a money, it's for profit. But the public ones are just like state run and it becomes this, you know, I don't know. This dude I was fo- like following on Instagram was basically saying that, and I'm not saying I believe this at all schools are set up to like start getting people programmed and into like an idea that oh you're gonna go to school then you're gonna work if you think about a kid's life what the fuck does it all matter it all it mat all this stuff you have to do is to get enough brains to get a job so that you can then survive this rat race that we're all living in that's the only thing it's for there is nothing else yeah you want to learn 
everyone is going to want to learn. It's got to be innate in you that you want to know about stuff and be inquisitive. Imagine if you lived a life where there was no parameters on what you could learn, but what you picked. And then you started picking things. You're going to learn math to go with science or if like my son's into Legos or into like Star Wars, which he is, he'd be like, all right, well, you want to learn about Star Wars? Then you got to learn about like cinematography and writing and how they build these characters and what a character is. And then you find your way in that way. You know, whatever. Wormhole, guys. I could keep going down it. I'm not going to. It's just like uh, some of those things you think about when you got when you have the kids, at least for me. I'm just constantly like, man, these poor these kids. I'm so glad I don't have to go through it. I just even said to like, I said to my, we met these people that were like thinking about having kids and I was like, straight up, don't, don't do it. Don't have them. I love my kids more than anything. They mean more to me. But you start looking at your life as limitations, not the limitations like I joke about on stage, like, you're never going to be able to go out again. You can't, uh, you want to go get pizza somewhere you want that? That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about the limitations where you're looking at your kid and you're like, man, I wish I could just go to Italy for three months or four months and not have to worry about school or their soccer or your 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 job, that dumb job that you got to pay off the mortgage on your house to pay for the cars, to pay for the food, all that stuff. And, you know, like you're, you're just going to like, I don't know, you might have an idea of how you want a parent or how you'd see the world and then all of a sudden you have to see it this other, this other way. You know, I don't, I'm not saying that this is like, you know, a part of being middle-aged. I feel like, you know, there's a question like people ask, you know, like, you know, like people have midlife crisis and uh, what you're doing at middle age. Well, you have kids and you have this job and it's, it's just like, I I always thought life would be, um, you would see it a different way that we would all just be like, yeah, don't we all just want to be happy? And then you're like, well, we got to defend ourselves against these uh, tyranny. I mean, there's all these, yeah, there's crazy countries now that have nuclear bombs and we have to worry about that. (sighs) Listen, I've been to Iraq. I went and performed for the troops. I've been to Kuwait and I've been to uh, Qatar to perform for troops. Let me tell you something. I am not, I'm pro troops because they're there, but have you seen the commercials? Have you seen commercials for the, the military right now on TV? <laughs> it's fucking crazy, man. It's crazy. It's straight up propaganda. It is straight up our troops going into Middle Eastern villages and shooting guns and bombs going off. It's, that's crazy. Hey, hey, you want to go do this? You want to go fucking kill some fucking people in the Middle East? That's all it's saying. That's all it's asking. Do you want to go do this? Because that's what we're doing. But it's like, is that what we're supposed to be doing? I don't know. I think a lot of us don't know. I think we definitely don't know but it's like first of all why are let's go crazy anyway i just think it's crazy it's not like uh anything else you know and it's so funny because some people are just signing up for the military to make enough money so that they can go to college you know what i mean they're like well i can't afford to go to college and i just don't know some people don't have the brain power 
to get into like a good school. So maybe they look at it another way or they don't have a job or a trade or a skill or whatever it is. So they're like, well, if I go in the military, I can do that for like whatever the commitment is, six years. And then you get like uh, money towards college and you get some kind of fund. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. And it's funny because I see my son now and my daughter and they're always doing gun stuff. And when I look at all these mass shootings and I think about like our country being in other countries at war and, uh, you know, we say we're not at war. We're at war. Shut up. We're at war. And uh, I'm just like, man, I don't, I try to tell them like, we're not playing guns. We don't do guns. And then I think back when I was a kid, I wanted to go to West Point. That's that's where I wanted to go to college. I had a West Point shirt. I loved Army. I always, still to this day when Army's playing football, I root for Army. They just played. They almost beat Michigan this past weekend, and I was like, "Oh fuck yeah!" And it, it was always like this idea of like military and protection. I think, and then it, it grew to like, man, these guys are they're not. I mean, I'm sure... I don't know if you pay to go to West Point. I don't think you do. Or the Naval... I don't know what the deal is. I have no idea. But they're really good schools, and I'm sure you you come out as like as an officer, I think you come out, not just going into the military. But either way, I always looked at it like, well, any of these dudes that are playing on Navy or Air Force or Army, you know, they're going to have to do their service before they can go to the NFL. Otherwise, they get like a... They have to apply for something to say like, oh, hey, can I go play in the NFL and then go do my service? Something along those lines. Anyway, whatever. I'm just saying, when I look at the world that we live in, where... And this is not meant to be depressing. I'm just saying like, hey, this is me venting and maybe you... Some of you are thinking the same thing. Like right now, (laughs) there's like you know, mass shootings all the time. I said this a couple weeks ago. Like I think about it when I'm in locations, I look around, I'm like, all right, what are my exits? How do I get out of here? Am I grabbing the kids? Am I grabbing them? Are they going to like yesterday I was walking home with my son and he was scooting and I go, do you know the way home? And he goes, yeah. And I go, all right, you lead the way home. I wasn't about to tell him like, listen, if anything ever goes down at school, you just bug out of there. You know how to get home. You go. But at least it like, you know, in my head, I'm like, well, at least he knows how to get home. And maybe that's a conversation another day. I don't know when you start having that conversation. But think about the world that we're living in is that every day you're having mass shootings. Every day there's crazy racism happening in our country all over the place. All over the place. Whether it's whether it affects us or not, it's still happening. You know, and I'm thinking about little end things, about my kids getting not fitting in at school. That's the stuff that we're worried about. Yet there are other people who are sitting there being like, oh yeah, what do I do now that I just, my kid just got shot by a mass shooting for someone that's going to make no sense. And then you look at the deeper issue and you're like, oh, that mass shooter had, you know, uh, was off meds because he can't get meds or there's a mental health issue problem and there was no background check on the guns. All right. You know, so then you got that deeper thing. And then there's just so many things that are going on. And I see these people that are homeless in my neighborhood doing heroin. And I'm just like, who are their parents? Do they have cousins? Are some people just so far gone you can't get them back? And how does that happen? If you've seen Beautiful Boy, I think I mentioned it. Woo. Anyway, should we get on to some lighter stuff? Jay, why are you so dark? I'm not trying to be dark. It's just sometimes these are the things that, you know, they plague your mind sometimes. Here's something I'd like to know, and this is a little lighter. What's up with three-quarter length pants? 
guys, what are we doing? Okay. I get if you're European, that's fine. But <laughs> what are you doing? Old people specifically, they wear those, they're like capris or uh, culottes, which is a very fun name. Why is anyone wearing those? Who is saying, listen, it's too hot for pants. I'm not doing it. But I'm not saying it's so cold I need shorts. You know what I mean? It's like, I mean, I'm not saying it's so hot that I need shorts. It's cold. But it's hot. So I'm going to wear three-quarter length. I just can't understand it. And you know what else? I'm going to make a confession. There was a phase in my life where I wore culottes. I don't know what I was doing. This was 2002, three-ish, and I had like three pairs. I had some, I had a dope pair that were really cool that were like just long shorts. They like they were kind of like skateboardery, which was never my vibe. But I pulled this off. I get up at five thirty. Okay. Um. But I see like these old people wearing them. Like, what are you guys doing? You just got to get out of it. You got to get out of it. I think I need a new hobby is what it is. I don't know if I have enough time. So I told you, I get up at 5.30. So I get up at 5.30 so that I can just do some work before everyone gets up. And I like that. And I'm like, all right, well, if I can continue to get up at 5.30, then I can do some stuff and maybe get a new hobby. So I took on meditation like a year ago. And that was amazing. But now it's kind of like... I fell off that and I got to get back into it. But I feel like, like I have a canoe. I have a kayak rather on the roof. Okay. I have a kayak. I've used it one time. One time. I used to be able to keep it down the marina. Then they pulled it away. And once, once the perfect scenario was gone for me, this is a problem I always have. If it's not a perfect scenario, I bail out on it. And I'm tired of like bailing out on stuff. I'm just like, I need to get a new hobby. And I want to find something that I like to do. Like I had the garden for a while. Didn't do the garden this year. And now I look at it like when the kids get home, like my son is gone from 740 to 540. What am I going to do? I'm going to do a hobby when, when he's home. It's like, I guess you have to find together, but he doesn't want a garden. He wants to fucking play Legos. Same with my daughter. It's not like I don't want to spend time with her. I do. People are always just like, geez, why is it always just about him? And it's like, it's not. She's just a little more self-sufficient at this age. She's not going through anything. <sighs> Someone hit me up and told me they were listening to this while they were camping. And I was like, oh, you are the greatest human being in the world. Listen to this while you're camping. I just love that. I love it. Um, this is what... Someone just asked me, Ali, Asif, Ali, who's been on the podcast, what are some tips for your kids when climate change apocalypse happens? Do artists ever really retire? And best and worst summer moments. Best and worst summer moments. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen when the apocalypse happens. I keep looking for land online. I want to buy land you know, that has a water source so that, uh, when everything does go down, at least they have that, you know, like I feel like the ultimate goal is to like get some land, maybe 40 acres with water and then get some cows, some chickens. I was asking the guys in San Francisco, in Sunnyvale after the show, I'm like, could you guys kill a, could you kill a cow? And like, I don't know. I'm like, what about a chicken? He's like, I don't know if I could do it. I'm like, but we eat it all the time. And he's like, I know. And we're just all sitting there like, yeah, what are we doing? Like, that's, this is the dilemma. And uh, so I don't know. I I mean, I have no idea when we're going to see the apocalypse. 
at least like when something with climate change i mean the f- brazil is burning there's nothing we're gonna do about it um i don't think artists ever retire that's like the beauty of why i ever picked something artistic because i could never see myself just doing something forever but at the same time um i definitely look forward to a days where i don't have to do anything i definitely look forward to that in my life i think we all do like that's what retirement is we're all like what i mean what's the ideal day for you like i say this is what's crazy about me i think about what the ideal day is and i go how do i do that now and it's just like oh i don't know if you can do that now like like we met these people who traveled europe or the world for a year with their kids and i'm like well how do we do that and you're like, oh, well, you have to get disposable income and you have to have like, they have rental properties. I'm like, oh, so maybe you could get like, work your way up and get like 10 rental properties to give you an income where you don't need to be anywhere. And then you take them around. And what's so bad? Why is everyone so jacked up on you got to fit in? You got to have friends. You got to have a Why? Why? Why can't you just be a, a, a vagabond, a traveler from when you're really young and like learn to just meet strangers and get along with them and then move on to new people and maybe pen pal and Instagram and, you know, stuff like that as you get older. I don't know. I don't know. You just, as a parent, you just keep thinking you're going to fuck up your kid. This isn't all supposed to be about parenting. Summer highlights and summer lowlights. What were highlights and lowlights of your summer, you guys? This isn't for me to just take inventory. You guys should be taking inventory. I, you know what? When I, this is the other thing that annoyed me about Sunnyvale. I asked them, I go, hey, anyone go on a summer vacation? Family vacation? No one had. I asked it on two different shows. I did four shows. I asked it twice. Two people had gone away. Two. And one had just gone away like an hour away, which is fine. But everyone else, I'm like, why? Now, maybe they're young, you know, because I didn't start going on vacations until I was with uh, my wife. She would be like, let's go on a vacation. I'm like, who goes on vacations? And maybe that's what everyone up there is doing. They're they're getting down on it. But my family vacation was definitely a highlight. We're going to do another vacation in October because uh, I just feel like you got to do that. You know what I mean? You got to spend that family time so that you build those memories and you build those strengths, which is what I also think that everything could happen. You could just only be with your family and you could be totally fine. I don't think that's a big deal. But you know what? This is something I wrote down and I wanted to express. Don't listen to anyone. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like if you don't listen to anyone and you can block out all those social norms or social pressures of existing don't listen to anyone do what do what is right for you i'm not saying it's easy but we should all just be like no fuck that trust us like that's why i always say i don't always say this i don't know why i say that i guess i've always thought it you got to have that strength with your relationship with your husband or your wife because at the end of the day it's just got to be okay with them Like if the two of you are like, fuck yeah, let's homeschool or fuck yeah, let's travel the world or you know what? No, put him in an after school program. You're like, you sure? And they're like, yeah, or challenge him. He needs it. She needs it. That's the stuff that you need the reinforcement from the person that you love. That's because it's only going to be on YouTube. It's not like your friend's going to tell you do something. You don't do it, you know, because if you think of it, everyone else that's doing the stuff, that's like, I always like to push against the grain a little bit. So if you look at everyone who's just following the grain, they're just afraid. It's not that they're afraid to push against the grain. They're just afraid to not be part of the flow. 
Ooh. Oh, okay. That wasn't pretty dope. Pretty sure it was. I do want to say that when you, I talk about the culottes, I got some heat for an outfit I posted on Instagram, a show that I did way back in the day, Live at Gotham. I did this show called Live at Gotham. It was a TV show and it ran for like five years. And I did the first season, first episode. They didn't know what the show was going to be. I was on it. I was, you know, I'm not saying I was a guinea pig, but like they had us downstairs doing like fake interviews and sketches that they were recording. And like, I'm like, we're going on stage soon. And I, I remember going out to buy the outfit that I wore because I didn't have any. I always like to buy an outfit for a TV thing. And I wore like a blue hoodie, like like surfer, like Dodger blue with a yellow T-shirt over it with orange, whatever. Dalia made fun of me for it. A couple people made fun of me for it. My wife made me breakfast, so I'm going to leave soon and go eat my breakfast. My wife made my breakfast. We don't eat early, so breakfast comes at uh today eleven thirty. Um, but that's the thing. I was never concerned with anyone thinking that that outfit was cool or not cool. I just wore it, and now I'm putting it up. And people are like, yo, that is not cool, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know what I was doing. But I've always been kind of that was I don't know why for a long time long sleeve button down with a t shirt over it was my style. That was my style. But I never cared that anyone didn't think it was cool. I thought it was fresh. And I wish that I could continue that. Like, I think I go through spurts. Another thing I want to say, if any of you care, anytime if in my life that I'm contemplating a change or doing something different, it comes from conversations like this. It comes from me talking about it and realizing that I want to change, realizing there's something that needs to change. And that doesn't mean the change comes while I'm talking about it. This is just me talking about, you know, like I said to my wife, I said to Kate, I'm like, listen, let's, I, I text her from Sunnyvale because it's like times that I'm away from my family realizing like I should be with my family when I'm doing shows for audiences that I don't think necessarily are my audience. You know, like you think a comedian, you can just go in front of anyone. You can sometimes, but other times you're like, I don't know. Is this like, is this my people? I don't know. You know, but I said to her, I'm like, I need a change. Okay. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. We've lived in the same house for almost 10 years, which some of you are like, what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with it, but I want to change. If if we don't own it, like even if you do own it, maybe you're going to be someone who moves every five years and people are like, well, is that good for the kids? I don't know. Give them a chance to see things different. I just think I need some sort of change. And that's why I don't know if it's a hobby. I don't know if it's a move. I don't know if it's a job, but something needs to change. And I'm not saying it has to happen right now, but for me... September, October, November, December, I am going to be focused on what is going to be a change in my life. Now, I think about moving and I think about moving to like other parts of LA. There's like South Pasadena, Pasadena, Eagle Rock, all these cool little towns that are east of here. And I'm like, yeah, I want to move there. And then I'm like, I don't know places over there. I don't know anyone over there. What if I move there? You know what I mean? Let alone the idea of moving to New York. Like we talk about moving to upstate New York or moving to Massachusetts. Like how could I do my job there? I don't know anyone there. Why am I doing, you know? And then I get even more, it's it's stressful. And you're like, oh yeah, this is why people don't move. You find a place, you settle in, you make it your home and then that's it. And anyway, 
sometimes that's a, a thing you got to battle. But I definitely think change is good. I like to be challenged. I think change and challenge probably have the same sounds because they're derivative of something. Maybe Latin. I don't know. I didn't homeschool my kids where they would know Latin. Um, anyway, these are a lot of things I'm thinking about. I will keep you up to date on the change because you know what? You may be sitting there being like, yeah, I want to change too. Or you might be like, I don't need to change. That's fine. I just want to be challenged and I want to find new things. I want to find a way to be a better dad. I want to find a way to be a better comedian. I want to find a way to create a better life for my family. And, uh, sometimes if it's not happening with the way you're living your life, it's like, you got to make a change. So anyway, I'm going to go eat my breakfast. I love you guys for listening and I appreciate you being a part of what we do here. And by we, I mean me and my boy Skylar, who helps me with recording and putting all this together. And uh, we're making some changes around the studio, so it's going to get a little bit better soon. It's not there yet, but we're getting there. And uh, I appreciate you guys for listening. Share it. Share it with people. Let them know. Like, oh, you know what? That thing we were talking about. And like, I hope you like what we're talking about. Always email me, holidaybakeryproductions at Gmail. DM me on Instagram. That's the place I am the most. Facebook, Twitter. Sure. But Instagram, send me an email, send me a DM, say, Hey, will you talk about this? Or you know what I like about this? Or just tell me something you're doing in your life. What's a change you're doing? What's a hobby you're taking on? Share with me. I'm not just here to talk. I I like to be shared with. All right. I'll talk to you guys next week. Mm